Hey guys, it's Mike. You know, usually you would hear that door opening right here, but I have to just preface this show today that I was recording my podcast and not realizing the computer was putting this weird scratchiness behind my voice for the first half of the show. So just ignore that. I tried to take it out using all kinds of audio technology. It did not work. So rather than just not give you a podcast today, which would have been probably the smart decision, I decided to give you this podcast with some bizarre personal content and an interesting new story about fog. It's all coming up here on Mike's Day of the Pauk. Hey! Mike's Daily Podcast. Episode 1237. Hello, it's Mike Matthews broadcasting. That's 1237 from Pod Valley's very own cafe. Anyway, I am Mike Matthews. This is a show where we look at things happening in the world, in my world, in your world, and then in the world. And then I go and sing a little song at the beginning called Mike's Daily Podcast. And today I'm going to sing to you about people that are interesting. Mike's Daily Podcast. Like the people that have to go through the self-checkout in the supermarket. And you might go, what the heck out? I'm getting the heck out of the store. Why do I want to do a self-checkout? Well, it's supposed to be faster, but you know, that's a bunch of blout because sometimes you get these people that Mike's Daily Podcast cannot figure out the self-checkout machine. Thus, a person comes in handy. Mike's in our world daily that's becoming increasingly more podcast and more self-checkout. Yeah! It seems that we need more and more of those people that stand by the self-checkout to help everybody trying to get out of the self-checkout. What I'm trying to say is, on Friday, I wanted to stop by Safeway to get my $5 Friday special $5 thing, which I think was chicken. Oh, it's always chicken, Mike. It's always chicken. And as I was in the checkout line, uh, I was noticing the checkout line is not moving at all. And chicken. Sound effect. And I was going, what is going on? And there was one guy who had a kid on his shoulder. He's holding his little little baby on his shoulder. And he's trying to do the self-checkout. And he's having an issue. But he doesn't seem to have a voice. Because the, the checkout helper guy is right by him. And he's kind of going, eh, excuse me, I uh, uh. Excuse me. And the self-checkout guy can't he- he- hear him, and he's, you know, flirting with women and whatnot. Then there's a lady who's doing the self-checkout. She's got 80 things, 80 items, and she's taking forever. And then there's an old lady who t- just bought one thing, look who just walked in, and she can't figure it out. And so that self-checkout guy is trying to help her, and, and there was another one similar to Anyway, all four checkout machines taken up. So I'm, I'm being all critical about this, right? Well, I go to use the self-checkout machine, and I see the situation. I see why this is happening. It's not because people have suddenly lost their brains, which of course that's true, but it's because they've changed the computer. 
the Safeway computer is completely different now. And it doesn't seem to, it doesn't seem to follow any particular logic. Like, I'm a guy, this is how I look at the world today. The world, your world, my world. It's computers everywhere, right? It's up to the people that make the programs that we use to make them as friendly as possible to us. To see for years, look who else just walked in. For years in radio. I've been in radio for years. Have I mentioned I've been in radio for years? A long, 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 long time. And I know the first rule of radio is when you're talking to the masses, they want you to dumb it down. Lowest common denominator. That's what the, the rule I heard. Th those commercials you see on TV, they're dumbed down. Lowest common denominator. And it, ah! there's absolutely nothing there. It's, it, it appeals to the most visceral, the most instant knee-jerk emotional ha-ha-ha or disgust or, oh, wow, girl in a bikini. Or it, it just appeals to that lowest level of our humanity. And, and I know... That in radio they always want don't don't use a lot of words don't say a lot of stuff just get in get out announce the song tell talk about the promotion and start the next element but what I have noticed is that with computers we need them to be dumbed down completely so and, and that that actually helps us right because I mean a light switch should just be on and off Unless you want the dimmer switch to make variations of light. I guess what I'm saying is, I, I, it's when you're in a supermarket and there's all these distractions and all you want to do is get out, it should be as simple as possible. So I don't know why Safeway completely flipped around their self-checkout thing. It's crazy. And it may be to do with someone hacked into several Safeway self-checkout machines and got a bunch of information and they're trying to be more string stringent. A lot of people walked in today as I was talking, but I got so into my little rant. Look who who's here. Hello, Michael Master, it's Madame Rutabaker. I don't even know what the self-checkout machine is. Yeah, I think life is a self-checkout machine. Eventually we all check, no wait, that would be suicide. If you're checking out yourself, yeah. That's kind of taking matters into your own hands, and I think there are some biblical rules against that, but... Michael Matthew, you're getting very dogmatic all of a sudden. Yes, this show has gotten dogmatic. No, it hasn't. Has it? Oh, there's a dog. Basil the Boxer. Hi, Basil. Look who else is here. Hello, dear Mike. This is Valentino the Parking Attendant. And this is Vice of Bradley. Do you know that? And here's today's podcast picture. Mike, look, it's your podcast picture day. Yeah, and we're starting a dead party. Do you know that? Christmas time comes once a year. Do you know that? Thank you, Bison. Yes, the podcast picture today has to do with Christmas and the wonderful, beautiful Christmas cups that Starbucks makes. <laughs> and I, I just kind of wackily, wackily put a Starbucks cup next to a real tree because the tree on the cup looked just like the tree in real life and just the reality how 
Our reality is mirrored in our coffee cups, my friend. As I put my hand on your shoulder and look at you and say, hey, that's how life is. <sighs> what the hell? So, <laughs> that came out of nowhere. Uh, I'm so, uh, my heart palpitations are happening. My heart's a palpitating. So see that picture now at mikesdailypodcast.com and all the other cool podcast pictures. Listen to the show regularly and you'll learn something. Today, maybe not so much. Today, I'm putting my hand on your shoulder and looking you in the eye and saying life is life. And you're saying, of course it is. And I'm saying, yes. And you're saying, get to the thing where you talk about your website. Okay, I'll just zip through this part. We're doing this thing called the Yuletide Personalized MP3 for the contest. Oh hell, I'll play that little sweeper thing right now. Yuletide Personalized MP3 for the contest. Email me, mikesdailypodcast at gmail.com. Tell me what you like or hate about the show. Make a suggestion. Tell me what you think about life and self-checkout machines and all that sort of thing. Mike's Daily Podcast at gmail.com. If you do that and we read your comment on the air in the segment, emails from email and your not so common comments, you will get a special greeting from all the Cafe Anyway characters wishing you a Merry Christmas, Happy Kwanzaa, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Yuletide, Happy Festivus. It's all there at Mike's Daily Podcast.com. And if you click on the Amazon link and buy whatever it is you're going to buy, that helps us out. It's a great way to support us. It's also the PayPal to help us out that way. You'll get a special greeting from all the Cafe Anyway characters. There's all the past podcast pictures and all the past interviews that I've done. And the past shows, which apparently Robert Welsh, who we heard sing on Welsh on the World last show, uh, he and his wife, Christy, apparently do not listen to this show because... I explained very clearly last show that I met some beautiful woman at a party I was at on Saturday and that I got her phone number because we're going to go walking on the trails in Podcastro Valley and I explained that clearly. Last night I got a text first from Christy saying, please tell me you got the phone number of that girl at the party. I should have written back. Thanks. Please tell me you listen to my podcast regularly because you don't. Um, but I just wrote back, hey, because uh, well, I'm, I'm making crockpot chili today and I've invited them over because I'm nice. And, uh, and, and I've had them now at my house twice in one week. So I'm nuts. I mean, Christy's wonderful, but Robert's nuts. So I invited. So I said to, I wrote back to Christy. Uh, I will tell, uh, yeah, come on over tomorrow night. I will tell you, have chili, and I will tell you about what happened Saturday. Because apparently she doesn't listen to the podcast. Moments later, I get a text from Robert saying, Hey, so what happened with that girl at that party the other night? I didn't even respond. I'm just, what? You're married. Aren't you, are you texting from different rooms? What? How come you're both asking the same question? And it's after 7 o'clock at night. You're probably together. What? Why? I don't know. It made me upset and angry. As you can see, I'm very flustered. So, I guess my point being that checkout machines. No, but what's interesting about the whole self-checkout deal is that's the way of the world. And Amazon is testing it now in Seattle. And they've got this self-checkout grocery store that you buy it. You purchase the thing through your cell phone, your smartphone, and then you 
just go into the store and get it. And there's nobody in the store, apparently. I don't even think there's a self-checkout guy there to help with anything if anything goes wrong. The whole point of this, and someone that I work with who hates people, he loves this because he's like, oh, I don't have to deal with people anymore. No, yes, you do have to deal with people because it's called Earth. You are a human being. This is the human race. I do not like the logic behind what he's saying. Because that if he's saying that, he's saying that we're all just completely removing ourselves from each other. And that means no more community, no more humanity. We're, we're done for. But now the segment called... Wow shuts wow. Okay. All right. Let's okay. go. All right. Yes. Wow shuts wow. Because my mom, when I tell her something surprising, she goes, Wow shuts wow. London may be known for its drizzly weather, but in 1952, the city's quintessential fog cover turned deadly, and no one knew why until now. This, according to Live Science, for five at MSN, for five days. In December of 1952, a fog that contained pollutants enveloped all of London. By the time the dense fog cover lifted, more than 150,000 people had been hospitalized and at least 4,000 people died. Researchers now estimate that the total death count was likely more than 12,000, as well as thousands of animals. Despite its lethal nature, the exact cause and nature of the killer fog has largely remained a mystery. Recently, a team of researchers has determined the likely reasons for its formation. For a long time, researchers connected emissions from burning coal with the killer fog, but the specific chemical process that led to the deadly mix of pollution and fog were not fully understood. To determine that, what turned into the fog into a killer, an international team of scientists from China, the US, and the UK recreated the fog in a lab using results from laboratory experiments and atmospheric pressure measurements from Beijing and Qian. I'm so great with the Asian names to heavily polluted cities in China. Studies uh, lead author Rene Zhang, a atmospheric scientist at Texas A&M University said that sulfate was a big contributor to the deadly London fog. Sulfuric acid particles, which formed from the sulfur dioxide that was released from the burning of coal, were also a component of the fog. The question was, how did sulfur dioxide get turned into sulfuric acid? Zhang said, our results showed that this process was facilitated by nitrogen dioxide. Another co-product of... I don't know why I went southern there either. Another co-product of coal burning and occurred initially on natural fog. Another key aspect in the conversion of sulfur dioxide to sulfate is that it produces acidic particles, which subsequently inhibits the process. The natural fog contained larger particles with the smaller acidic particles evenly distributed throughout. When these fog particles evaporated, an acidic haze was left covering the city. S acid. The 1952 killer fog led to the creation of the Clean Air Act, which Trump then overturned. Oh, no way, he can't because he's not in England. With the British Parliament, they passed that in 1956. Researchers still consider it the worst air pollution event in European history. 
The air of cities in China, which is often heavily polluted, has a chemistry that's similar to the killer fog in London. China has battled air pollution for decades and it is home to 16 of the world's 20 most polluted cities. For instance, air pollution in Beijing often far exceeds the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency's acceptable air standards. As we go outside a cafe anyway, we're bringing Mike's Daily Podcast somewhere in Podcaster Valley. All that research, by the way, was published online November 9th in the journal, Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences. Next show, it is going to be the wonderful Shelley Shuhart, Floyd the Floorman, John Deere the Engineer. Enjoy your day. Don't check out. Don't self-check out. I hope you stay with us in life, in this world. Till the next show. It'd be wonderful. Be careful of the, of the acid. We'll talk soon. Oh, hey, so that uh, I was mentioning about how my podcast and people should have been informed by listening to my podcast because it's wonderful and fun to listen to. I also noticed that someone that I'm Facebook friends with that I worked with over 10 years ago, he's been sending me every year a newsletter. Well, I've been divorced now for almost four years and he sends, and I talk about my divorce and my ex-wife on the show, not in a mean way, but just kind of, you know, to let you know about my life and the weird situations that some of us find us ourselves in. And he always sends me these newsletters and he always addresses the front to Mr. Matthews and his lovely bride. And I'm like, I finally wrote to him on Facebook because that's our only point of contact other than these newsletters. I said, hey, I haven't had a lovely bride in, in almost four years. So get with the program. Listen to my podcast. Nah, I wasn't that mean, but... And he wrote back, oh, sorry to hear that. I'm glad we cleared that up. Mike's Daily Podcast is written and produced and performed by Mike Matthews. His podcast is super easy to find. Download or listen to his show and read his blog at mikesdailypodcast.com. Email Mike now at mikesdailypodcast at gmail.com. See you tomorrow. Bye.